Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, recovery, and dumb shit. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And today, we have this guy, Ryan, who is a tattoo artist from Brooklyn, and uh, Chris knows him from somewhere, but how do you know him? Well, first I should say how Ryan ended up in the seat right here, which is pretty funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I kept on, uh, the guy who did the logo was... Uh, also named graf- Ryan. Yeah, graphic... You know Ryan? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so no, why would he know Ryan? <laughs> because you brought it up. I figured this story was going somewhere. Uh, so he's... Uh, so Ryan did the graphic design, graphic design Ryan, and uh, for Dopey, and uh, like Ryan's one of my buddies, he lives sober out with coach me. Ryan. Sober coach Ryan. He's a sober coach. He was on two of the episodes. Tattooed Ryan. Yes. Other tattooed Ryan. Other tattooed Ryan. <laughs> and so uh, he, uh, and he's been involved with Dopey kind of behind the scenes, and he's been on a couple episodes, so I was texting uh, Ryan about the show, and I actually think I left voicemails for Ryan about the show, and I kept on leaving them. And this Ryan I met years ago, and he was saved as the original Ryan, and the Ryan from the oh, yeah. was, So I kept on, I kept on, and finally you called me back, and you were like, "Dude, like uh, I just got a number from this call." Like, <laughs> and then I, I pieced it together, like who you were and what the deal was, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I've been trying to contact the Ryan." Right, you were person. like, "Oh, are you that guy, the the tattoo Ryan?" And I was like, uh, "That's usually how people refer to me." And uh, yeah, yeah, so. So anyways, I told him about the show, and you were interested and willing to come, and then uh, here you are right now. Yeah. And uh, just so you guys know, Ryan is very tattooed. Most importantly, there's a tattoo on his head. That's the most important tattoo. There's show. S- several tattoos yeah. on Yeah, Ryan's head. head is very tattooed. It Let's would see. take a whole episode if we were to go through and describe all your tattoos. Oh, yeah. It would be <laughs> endless. Well, you know what we should do, and if you're cool with this, but it might, might reveal is we put stuff on our Instagram page, and we just dopey out our eyes. If you want, we can take a picture after. Yeah. All right. Dopey out my eyes. Oh, yeah. And, we put, and let's, let's throw a plug in a few times for our New York listeners, if you want to plug your... Uh... Oh, uh, well, uh, I am, I'm a tattoo artist. That's my uh, profession, and I actually just opened up my own studio nice. in Greenpoint. Um, so it, it's called Duka Tattoo, D-U-K-K-H-A. And uh, you can find it on Instagram at Duca underscore tattoo. Um, you can also just search my name, even though this outs me, but it's Ryan Roy, R-O-I. Um, you know, either if they one. mention Dopey, can they get a discount? Is there a Dopey uh, discount? Yeah, yeah we, can, we can hook up a Dopey discount. A if you heard somehow, this yeah. and that somehow encouraged you, and after you hear all my stories, you might not want to get tattooed, <laughs> but um, I assure you uh, things are going a lot better these days. So, uh, yeah, if you, if so you mention Dopey, dopey right. I, I will give you 20% off. No Ooh, way! That's, that's too high. much. Are I, these I, bastards I, 20%? <laughs> give them 2% off and a punch in the nose. <laughs> all right, so 2% off and a punch in the nose. Okay, give, okay 20%. 20%. 20%. That's very generous. Ryan, thank you. Okay, so that's how Ryan came on the show, but now I'm going to say how I know him, okay? Which is pretty funny. And actually, Ryan doesn't remember this, right? So I don't. I'm yeah. waiting to hear the yeah. story. So I went into the shop that you run in Williamsburg on, like, North 3rd or something? Or, oh, or yeah. Yeah. What on was? North 4th and Bedford. That was Asylum Tattoo. Yeah, we go down a couple steps. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I was in there um, with my ex-girlfriend, um... Tina and uh, she got something tattooed on her side by some other guy. What was it? It was like Sanskrit that said gratitude, some white chick crap. <laughs> <laughs> white girl tattoos. Yeah, white girl tattoos. Yeah. Uh, and then 
I was going to get something else and then I just didn't like want to in the end. And I should tell the story. So you ended up touching up this on my arm, the OC. I was going to say this, this looks very familiar. Yeah. This tattoo. And so, uh, I guess I'll just share what this is first. I didn't so, do a great job, did I? No. So what happened was, <laughs> a story. so this is a prison tattoo or a jail tattoo. And it was originally done with shampoo, graphite shavings, and, um, a staple when you just get stabbed yeah. thousands of times. So it's actually pretty funny. They were doing it, and you're sitting there. So it's OC, which stands for Orange County, the stars for a year. And so I was getting it, and then there was this Mexican dude getting the same one by someone else. <laughs> and they're like, and then you bleed a ton with the dot, yeah. dot. So the guy's stabbing the Mexican guy. No, the guy's stabbing me, right? He's doing my tattoo, and he looks over at the other Mexican guy, and he's like, hold on a second. And the, the thing's all covered in blood. And he goes over to the other guy, and he starts using my spoon Ugh. on the other guy. Ugh. And the other guy's like, are you supposed to do that? Like, he's like, oh, shit. He's like, no. <laughs> no. And luckily, at least it was, like, from mine to his. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, not the other way around. And then we, like, got a new setup. But in retrospect, like, you didn't know what you could have possibly had and given this poor exactly. Mexican. Exactly. This care. Mexican could have been, like, a priest might hurt to you. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's true. I don't think he was, though. I'm pretty Dude, sure. Dude, when I met Chris, I was so sure that that was some, like, prep school crest. You know, oh, like really? some German well, fucking thing. Well, I tell my last name, I can't really say this, my last name has part of the initials in it, so I try to pretend it's, like, my last name now. You know what I mean? If someone asked no, me, but an OC, it who's asking. Right. But yeah. An OC California prison tattoo it's pretty official, as they say. Yeah, in Southern California, it would mean if I went to prison, it would identify like where I'm from because you get it in jail after you but spend why, a year in jail. Why did you get an Orange County tattoo at all? Because I was totally lost soul. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah, give me what, give me what this guy. Yeah. Got. So anyway, so <laughs> I'll take I, one of those. Okay, so I ended up with like. It's Ryan, a good thing you weren't with like a white girl getting gratitude in Sanskrit outside <laughs> <slide> in jail. <laughs> Okay, so I, I got this done, and then I started dating a Japanese girl years later, and like, tattoos are really taboo in Japan. Yeah. And, like, she grew up in Japan, and, like, we've been living together for a couple of years, and I have a couple other, but she's like, you should probably get that removed if, like, you're going to meet my parents. Like, they'll, like, they won't like that. Yeah. So I went to get it removed, and you had to go, like, five or six times. Yeah. And I went once, and it was just, like, really faded. I might have gone twice. Um, but it was just faded, and this looked, like, shitty, you know? Yeah. So then I went to yours, and I went to see with her, and I was like... I was going to get something, and then I was like, ah, fuck it, and I just had you touch this up and go over it. So you had a, you started to remove it? Yeah, so I got it, I started getting it removed, How and much then got, you traced over it. What happens when they remove a tattoo? Uh, it, it uses a laser to blast the particles of ink uh, and sort of um, break them up, and then the new skin that heals doesn't have the ink in it, so... Like your blood uh, yeah, carries it, it, I remember now. It was pretty light. And it was yeah. actually, you can still see, it's still a little bit scarred. From them and, just uh, butchering it. Yeah, so that that is possibly why it, it I mean, come on by. We'll, we'll touch <laughs> it up again. You, you know? said you use like some sort of Japanese ink. Because I was like, I kind of like the prison thing. And you were like, the Japanese ink will fade and look more like. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Yeah. When, yeah. Did, when did you get your first tattoo? Uh, I was 17. Okay. Which one was it? Uh, it's a, a robot on my arm. It's kind of like a sort of a sassy. I mean, it's blown out now. Who's the sassy looks, little robot? It looks like a World of Wars kind of guy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So let me finish. How I didn't finish the story. Oh, right. All right. So I'm sitting there with Ryan and like telling him story. I actually told you one real quick story. This is like a proxy proxy story, where I heard this thing where this guy went to a festival, and uh, he uh, a biker gave him a bunch of mushrooms to do a tattoo. A tattoo artist, right? And the tattoo artist started doing the tattoo, 
And like halfway through, he realized he was tattooing the word tattoo on the guy because he was tripping. And he, and he so like, wait, the tattoo artist was tripping? So this, this biker came in, gave the tattoo artist a bunch of mushrooms and was like, will you trip? And because I'm giving you these, do a tattoo. And he wanted something else. And the right. guy's like, sure. And then he starts tripping with the guy and then he's doing, he's doing it. And he starts tattooing tattoo and he notices after like a few letters. And he's like, fuck. And he tells the biker and the biker's like, Eh, like whatever, just finish it. Like, it's pretty funny. It's like a funny story. So he finished it. So so I told you this story, and then you told me that LSD one. If you want, yeah, you can t- uh, tell that real quick, and yeah. then there's more after this. I uh, I I never had really get, walked into a tattoo shop to get a tattoo. Even my first tattoo was done by a friend of my mom, and uh, this one day I I was tripping a couple hits of acid and. Uh, I, I was just I need to get a tattoo right now and so this is actually I'd already had many tattoos in my head and a whole bunch of stuff but I'd never walked into a tattoo shop to get tattooed I just um, you know uh, but I'm on LSD so let's you know see how this goes and I asked the guy I said um, you know I want to get uh, like a trippy eyeball that represents my love of LSD and he's like alright yeah and I was like and I'm also on LSD. <laughs> and he was like, he looked at me and he's like, well, you seem like you know what you're doing with the tattoos. Like, I was already covered in tattoos. And, he, and, and you know, you seem like you look like you know what you're doing with the LSD. So, <laughs> <All right>. sure. <laughs> you so, yeah. trusted your pedigree in both departments. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I got tattooed. It, it felt amazing, actually, while I was tripping. And then I went home. And I bit into um, a sugar cube with LSD in it, and then I rubbed it into the tattoo, and uh, and that felt amazing. Uh, it <laughs> felt like every else. cell in my body was having sex with the cell next to it. It was this <laughs> wow. full body Ooh. orgasmic uh, acid trip. Yeah, it was a good time. So you told me that. So I don't remember the sugar cube part. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that story, and I was like, I I put that. I banked that away, and I was sober. Working in a sober living, I was managing their extended care and working during the day in this sober living on North Third and uh, um, Barry uh, Bedford. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then now it's house, right? So yeah. anyways, I was working there, right? And I banked that away. I was clean and stuff and clean and sober. And I was like, this guy, like, he probably does LST. And I got your card, and I was with my girlfriend and stuff. And then I relapsed like a while later, right? And uh, no, it was actually before. No, yeah, I had relapsed. I like, but I wasn't like fully out. I had relapsed, but I was like kind of trying not yeah. to. And I was like, but I think I can successfully lo- use hallucinogenics, right? Uh-huh. And I was driving around in Waynesburg once. I saw you on the side of the road, and I was like, I was like, I think that guy probably has LSD. And I had your card, <laughs> and I called you, and I was like, hey man, and I was like, I got a weird question. I was like, you gave me a tattoo once. I was like, I was wondering like if you have any LSD. And you were like, nah, man, like, I, like, I don't, like, I don't do that anymore or something. <laughs> right? So you said that. I barely, I barely remember this. <laughs> so you said that, but then, like, a few days later, I went to my LA meeting, and I saw you in there, and I thought you were going to remember who I was, <laughs> and I was, like, with clients and shit, so I was like, fuck, like, don't look at that guy. And, like, he's going to be like, dude, and you're going to come up to me, like, in front of the clients and <laughs> so we're living, and be like, did you find the LSD? <laughs> So that's how I know Ryan. Okay. Funny story, right? Well, the question, the first question is, do people call you all the time, like, can I score LSD? Uh, not so much anymore. If anybody, if my phone ever rang, and it was somebody that I didn't know who they were, and they're like, dude, can I get some LSD? Like, that would be imprinted in my memory forever. <laughs> like, it just because it doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, and the fact that you don't even remember it, 
I, I find was, that to be fascinating. He was newly sober. I was so yeah. newly sober. Yeah. Right, right. Like, you just took it in your stride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, new sobriety is already such a psychedelic experience sure. in itself. Sure, sure. That uh, I, I find I don't remember a lot of early sobriety. Uh, yeah, yeah. I still don't remember three a lot. years ago at this point, and uh, yeah. It is very psychedelic, isn't it? Sobriety is the most psychedelic experience I've ever had, and I've taken a whole eighth of mushroom or, or a quarter I've taken a quarter ounce of mushrooms with Molly I've done all the hallucinogens I've taken dozens of hits of LSD at one time and sobriety <laughs> is by far trippier than anything I've ever experienced totally Recover- I'd say recovery because if, recovery, you're, if you're abstinent yeah. you're just a neurotic mess yeah, yeah. yeah that's a shit show but yeah. yeah going through the recovery the learning process is it is it's deeply psychedelic but yeah. this and but the psychedelic aspect of recovery i would say is like the the higher power stuff like whereas an when you're tripping you're like wow that's really trippy in recovery it's higher power that's a god shot you know what i mean all <laughs> yeah. of a sudden everything psychedelic is just god. attributed to something else yeah it's yeah, not whatever you define god it doesn't have to be a man with a beard listen I'm not here to, to mince words about Ooh. semantics about God and psychedelics. Yeah. And I think recovery... And I'm a man with a beard guy. You know what I mean? I'm just saying for whoever's listening, you know, and, and whether or not you, you believe in God. But I think recovery is psychedelic. I just find that people tend to attribute the psychedelic thing always to higher power. Like, it's never like, yo, that's trippy, man. In yeah. recovery, nobody's like, oh yeah, right. you know, it's like... Yeah, you I, do. I definitely do. I definitely feel uh, a regularly no experiences in sobriety like doing things newly like especially in early sobriety the first time you do your laundry sober or the first time you like build ikea furniture <laughs> sober and things come together right and it works it, it's trippy it is, it is. <laughs> but anything that works well because it's when the you're... first time you're experiencing <laughs> i remember the first time i built ikea furniture sober and i was like this is so this went by so quickly yeah and it's so easy i remember it too and i, I and like i never thought i could possibly build something and then when like things fit together and i was done and all of a sudden i was looking at something i was like holy shit i couldn't i couldn't believe that i was capable of getting something done it's too bad you weren't sober when you had your daughter it would have been the ultimate experience see that that's a real you know it's like that's a real low blow but the thing was that like when when See, this is putting us out there in a bad way. I'm not, we're going to move on. Because he, I, if we say the wrong thing, because of Dave, certain things have to be deleted. Yeah, thing, things have to be kept. He's got a family and stuff like that. Otherwise, I can say whatever the fuck I want. Because you know, of your high position in the government. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I have to be looked <laughs> on with a certain... We yeah. delete one because we pissed off a bunch of AA people. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, we've had to... Fair enough. We yeah. had to delete the, every even number episode yeah. through 12. Yeah. Because I would casually tell stories involving shooting heroin and my daughter, you know, and not at the same time, but, but like in the, the story. Same so right. like I would. Start... And you're not talking about that right now. You're just talking about talking. Yeah, about it. <laughs> it's so okay. It's okay. Well, but it's a it's, it's a, a fine slippery line. slope. <laughs> yeah. But all of the IKEA furniture that I first built was for my daughter, and I was sober when I built it. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, that is, that's, that's something. That's trippy. Yeah. It is trippy. But, but, but what else in recovery is psychedelic? Like, where, where do we... I love, well, deja vu. That's always psychedelic. Do you still have deja vu? Sometimes. I told you, I, I read, there's like a theory. You ever have deja vu? Yeah, I have deja vu. I've heard of this concept of vujade recently, which is... So deja vu is when something happens that feels like it happened before. Yeah. But vujade is 
when something happens that happens all the time that feels like it's happening for the first time. Oh, wow, that's fucking amazing. That's yeah. psychedelic right there. Just it think is. about that. Yeah. I read, so I read there's a theory. Like, David, give an example. Uh, if you, like, if you do your laundry all the time and then you're doing it and it feels like the first it time. It feels, exactly, that's Vujade. Yeah. Do you think when they wrote that song, Feels Like the First Time, it was just about Vujade? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, oh, Deja Vu. Supposedly, all right, there's a theory that there's actually, like, a medical explanation. So we have long-term memory and short-term memory. And when we see something, we process it with short-term memory, and then it gets linked to long-term memory. And they think sometimes there's a misfire, cross-wiring, and we'll see something, and it'll immediately get linked to long-term memory. And then we process <laughs> it with short-term memory, and we're like, I've been here before. I've done this. So it's just a misfire. Explain. You get it, right? I totally get yeah. it. Our brains are just a computer system. Yes. Uh, electrical sensories, you know, responding yeah. to each other. And they put it in the wrong bit. It coded yeah. it wrong. And then we processed exactly. it and it was like, oh, this has been stored here. Our already. experience of reality has nothing to do with actual reality. It is just uh, a computer program picking That's, up We just posted a picture information. of the Matrix, which is great. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of this. All right. Let's um, hear some stories from uh, from Ryan. Some stories. Um, Your first tattoo. What? Tell me. Can you? I mean, Mike. It's the other story. I remember, which we mentioned in a second before the podcast started. Just tell him about the dick, please. Tell him about the dick. The dick. I mean, yeah. Well, the dick happened during a period uh, that, uh, and I didn't tattoo a dick, but uh, and this happened totally sober. Though I was definitely stoned because I was stoned all the time while I was tattooing. Anyway, uh, the, this guy came in, and he was totally sober, and he was really nice, and he was like, I would like to get a dick tattooed on my lower back. And I was like, all right, yeah. He's like, and if the dick could be shooting cum into my ass crack, that would be... Can you describe the guy? <laughs> he was like a tiny little black guy. Like a, like a, he had like a little mohawk, and he, he was well-dressed. Do you think he was gay? Definitely I mean, he was gay. <laughs> so I worked on Christopher Street, and that has changed a lot since then. But well, describe Christopher Street, because, I mean, we have Street, a, a 11% of our listeners are from New York. Christopher so. Street is the gayest street in Manhattan. Or Traditionally, it was. It was, it was at the yeah. time, and my my shift I feel like started. 20th Street somehow has overtaken Christopher Street. Probably, yeah. But uh, So I, this is one of the first tattoo shops I ever worked at. I probably had like 12 shitty tattoos in my portfolio. One of them was on myself, I remember. Uh, was it a, of a, a dick coming into an asshole? No, You're like, it's funny uh, you should ask for that. <laughs> this is tiger on my leg. Uh, I like it. Good. You yeah. did it yourself? Yeah. And you got to do it upside down. Yeah. That's fucking great. But, um, so what position did you sit in when you like cross legged like this? So, like, kind of like. Dude, that's great. Were you on drugs when you did that? Seen are um, maybe it's possible. It's good. It's fucking really good. Yeah. Did you want to be a painter or anything? No. Um, I wanted to be all kinds of things. Um, but then, yeah, when I was 19, I started working in tattoo shops. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just was attracted to tattoos. And um, But uh, what was I? I was saying something the about... The dick. Oh, Christopher the, Street. The dick, the Christopher Street. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up tattooing this dick on this guy. And I, I said to him, like, do we want, like, the cum drops... In your ass crack because I'm gonna have to charge you like more if I have to <laughs> spread your butt cheeks a little. And he's like, I would that would be preferable. Yeah. And actually, I drew up this like real big, meaty, veiny, huge dick. Yeah. And then I was like, Here, we do this. You know, it'll probably be like 300 bucks. He's like, 
only got like 150. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right, well, mm. and so I drew up another dick. It was more of just like this chode little. <laughs> it was more of like a symbol of a dick with it had the vein yeah. and then the the cum and the ass crack. Was um, the cheaper one uncircumcised and the more expensive one circumcised? Uh. I think they both had... They were both circumcised. Okay. <laughs> or at least in erect position where... Yeah. There was no foreskin in the tattoo. Okay. That would have been extra. No, I, that would have been extra, yeah. yeah. I never... Like, I always think black people getting tattoos is just stupid. And if, depending on how dark they are. I mean, like, what did you... How, what color did you do it? You do it in black ink. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's different depending on the skin tone. I would say there's probably one or two skin tones that are too dark where it doesn't make sense. And actually, I was uh, on Christopher Street, and um, so my shift started at 7 p.m. is when I went to work, and then I would leave at, like, 6 in the morning after tattooing these crazy, methed-out, ecstasy, ball-tripping, just, just crazy, just transvestites. Did and, you like that shift, like those hours, or would you prefer to do the day shift? I mean, there was money, you know, mm-hmm. the money was there, so... people would like come in drunk and drop a force. Yeah, thing. and I remember this group of, like, these really muscular, like, bodybuilder gay guys came in, and one of them, two of them had the same tattoo, but one of them was, like, a lighter skin tone than the other one and the darker one wanted to get the tattoo touched up so you could see it better and it was the same tattoo on their stomach and I was like I don't even know what's going to help dude you know he was like really wanted to get it done because he was black he, they were both black yeah. but one was just a lighter he was lighter tone so you yeah. could see so what so, was the tattoo well so I'm doing the tattoo the tattoo was like all these mermaids and this castle and it made no fucking sense yeah. and <laughs> I was trying to touch it up but I couldn't even see what, what, what was already there so I was looking at the other guy's ripped abs and like looking at like his <laughs> <laughs> poorly done tattoo trying to figure out what's happening in this poorly done tattoo I'm like oh that okay that's an arm and you know and there are all these like shirtless bodybuilder gay guys just standing around me it was really it was a weird experience and, it was um, stressful had, how long were you on Christopher Street? I was probably only there for like seven months or something like that um, but I mean that was definitely a heyday of I mean you know you're getting paid in cash you're, get, you're, you're making hundreds of dollars a night and uh, so you're t- regularly tattooing drug dealers and cra- I mean I remember this one time this uh, uh, you know I don't know he she what refer them anyway this lovely person that I was tattooing yeah. uh, was mentioning oh uh, the, they were like they picked up the phone I'm tattooing some like rainbow colored tiger or something on his arm and he like picks up the phone and he's like who who gave you my number <laughs> and I'm just like listening as I'm t- yeah. he's like. He's like, who told you I sell hormones? Who told you? Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm at the tattoo shop. (laughs) You can come by. And so then, like, this whole crew of transvestites rolled up, and, like, they're doing this hormone drug deal in the middle of me doing this tattoo. Or, like, estrogen. Estrogen. I think they were going going from male to female. So they're doing... I didn't even know that was a thing. That's so Dealing hormones. And then one of them had who ecstasy. You, who told you I sell hormones? <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on oh, by. Yeah, come on by. I'm yeah. getting a tattoo right now. And so uh, one of them ended up having a bunch of ecstasy. And anyway, long story short, they all end up getting, like, tattoos of rainbow stars. We're all rolling on ecstasy until, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. And uh, and you were rolling, too. Oh, I was fucking rolling. Did yeah. they, they hooked you up? Or you they hooked me up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that happen oh, a lot? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, I can do this for fucking $50 if you're fucking giving me a bunch of ecstasy. Like, no problem, you know. Would you say that was the gayest time of your life? I have to think about it. Um, yeah, yeah, that was definitely. What a gay old time. It was a gay old time. It really was. It right? was. I have, you know, I look back on it very fondly, although I would never do it again. I would never go back and work. I mean, the, the tattoo shop that I worked in also was like the spot to get crack pipes at. And you would have all these people all day long and have the same people coming in multiple times Just a day. Just the flower stems or like something the, better? The flower stems and then they had like like um, elaborate blown glass crack pipes. I've never seen anything like that. I don't know why these things burn out. I never did crack before, but it, it, you know, I, Learned, you know, just so like you learned and, working in the tattoo shop, you know. And then if you went to the basement, it was like a McDonald's ball pit of crack pipes. There was just deep, <laughs> like three feet deep of boxes of crack pipes, it's like stems, bulbs, everything. Just like I can honestly say, you know, I lived in Boston. That only in New York would you have a shop that sold like top-notch crack pipes. I mean, in Boston, they have the flower stems. And, like, the closest thing I've ever seen to, like, thought behind it is, like, a flower stem that came in a little sandwich baggie with, like, a little Brillo. Do you know what I mean? Like, they had the kit, like, ready for In you. Los right, Angeles, right. Only in New York, there's nothing. No, like, in Los Angeles, Los Angeles maybe, you could yeah. find every kind of crack pipe and meth pipe in, like, I'm sure they have, like, basements yeah. and ball pits of glass pipes. Yeah, the pipe. meth pipes, too. I didn't <laughs> you know, those meth pipes. Meth I pipes. I, when I went down there one time, I only saw it once. I was like, that's what I thought of. I was like, I just want to jump into these ball pit of crack pipes <laughs> and just <laughs> swim around them. <laughs> what was I going to say? How, how closely related... Are, are the tattoo world and the drug scene in your recollection? They're very, they're very good friends. The drug world and the has tattoo it been world. hard to work in your career and get sober? Would you say that was a challenge? It was. Uh, in fact, the shop that you met me at, I had to quit that shop to get sober. Really? Because um, of the people there. You know, the people were they were great people, like good guys. Um, it just yeah, it was just whiskey and cocaine was just like a daily thing there, and. Uh, we tattooed a lot of drug dealers. You know, you're getting paid in cash. It's a cash business. It just, for whatever reason, it, it very is synonymous with drugs and alcohol. Uh, you know, they're the old school bikers and, you know, the old, you know, you used to have... Renegade be, kind of thing. It used to only be criminals and drug dealers and people who were tattooed. And so that, you know, that stigma still follows it. And um, it has, it's been hard working at different shops and dealing with in sobriety dealing with other people's uh you know addiction problems yeah um because it's serious and, and lots yeah. of tattoo I'm artists sure, though, are like, doing okay so we had a girl on the show last time who cuts my hair and since she joined aa literally the number of her clients like has skyrocketed with all aa people i'm sure yeah. that happens too. definitely yeah you probably have so many sober people coming in now that you're in the rooms yeah yeah, yeah. people are stoked to get tattooed by a sober tattoo artist you know um even non-sober people are pretty stoked to hear that their tattoo artist is never going to be uh under the influence of anything <laughs> yeah other than copious amounts of coffee um you're not going to tattoo the word tattoo on them i'm not gonna honestly <laughs> have you ever tattooed <laughs> think 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 on somebody you know what I haven't, but I want to get Think tattooed upside down and actually mirrored backwards on the side side of my face right here. Yeah. Oh, you've uh, got such a nice face, Ryan. Leave well enough alone. I, you sound like my mom I know. Right now. That's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ryan, just don't tattoo your Leave face. Your face Leave your face alone. At this point, if, at this point, with Ryan's tattoos, is if he wore a turtleneck and a beanie. He, he would never like chance. He would look like he's not tattooed. No. And if you did in the, the wintertime, if, if I'm wearing gloves and a hoodie, 
then I don't look like I'm tattooed in the winter. Yeah. And it's actually kind of nice. It's like yeah. a period of the year where like I'm just I'm just a guy. You're just another guy. Yeah. <laughs> when I was um, I never considered getting. There was only one tattoo I ever. I, two tattoos I considered getting. Yeah. One tattoo. Oive. No. Was an eye an eyeball on my hand so I could be like. Buddha kind of guy, <laughs> like you know, be very peaceful and yeah. all knowing. And the other tattoo, which I never would have done, yeah. I wanted a to dick get on your lower back. Shooting <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, I wanted to get a dick on my other hand, shooting cum towards my. No. <laughs> I wanted to get the end of an op- octopus tentacle that just comes out of the cuff of my jeans. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I've got this killer piece of an octopus all over my body. But it's just, <laughs> it's just the edge of the octopus. And I thought that would be a great That's bamboozle. a really good idea. Dude, but I knew a guy that had bitch, please, tattooed on his eyelids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing that I ever saw tattooed, well... Wait, first of all, how the fuck does an eyelid tattoo work? Have you ever seen that? Or I have my eyelid tattooed. What is it? Oh, you do? I have a little shamrock. I got shamrocks on my back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just they just Sorry, hold your right. eyelid down and just tattoo it. It's actually a lot thicker than you think. But when it's, you open it, doesn't how does it heal? It must be. Weird. Eh, it's a little annoying, but is it all bad. scabby? A little bit, but it's not. It's not bad. I went to rehab once in LA, and um, it was like a twenty-eight day program detox or whatever, and uh, and it turns out my it's poor like free detox, and the guy who is my it's all of us in one room like twenty-eight people in one room. And the guy who's sleeping next to me turned out to be, like, a dude that I bought Clonopins from every day on the street. He was, like, six foot two, washed out, sun-beaten, bristly mustache, like, dude, like, yeah. old guy, 60-year-old yeah. guy. and uh, Like, leathered skin? Very leathery yeah. skin, oh, California, yeah. born and bred. And this dude just fascinated me. He came from, like... A very, very, like, rich family. He, like, was educated. And then he went um, to Alaska to become a crab fisherman. And he's like, that's when things got really bad for me. <laughs> he's like, he was like, I would smoke crack on the open waters and I'd just be drinking bourbon out of the bottle. And I got my first tattoo. And he shows it to me. And it's on his palm in pen, but needle pen. Right. It says, pay here. And he would be like, when I'd get into port, I'd show them this. <laughs> and I was like, that's the fucking coolest tattoo I ever yeah, saw. It's, it's pay authentic. Here. Right? Yeah. yeah. yeah so you that. said on the phone you have a bunch of uh, women's names tattooed on you that aren't ex-girlfriends even? Yeah. I, uh, so how did that happen? So, I mean, you can't see my legs on this podcast, but they look like um, the bathroom wall at some shitty dive bar. Uh, because I would just get drunk and just have whoever happened to be there who was not a tattoo artist do tattoos on me. Um, and one of my tricks to get laid was to be like, do a tattoo on me, tattoo your name on me. And, um, it worked every one of these times. (laughs) So every woman's name on your leg, you at least had sex with them. Yeah. I have Alexander. Wait, wait, how many, no, no. How many of the leg, tell me the names, say the names aloud. Of women that you hadn't had sex with, and because you got it tattooed, you had sex with them? Uh, Alexandra, I hadn't had sex with, and she tattooed her name on me that night, and then we fucked all over that tattoo shop. Uh, so this is a real, like, uh, aphrodisiac tattooing somebody. Dude, it's I guess, like yeah. the guy, it's like, I read this story about this guy who would just go to the dentist, and there's this old dentist who, like, sucked and he lost his license, and if you just went and asked him to pull a tooth, 
he would pull it, didn't matter if there's anything wrong with it, and give you a script for Vicodin. So this Vicodin addict went and got all his teeth pulled out. <laughs> he just kept on getting scripts for Vicodin. He didn't even need them pulled out. But for some reason, that kind of reminds me of that. It's How is like, this like that at well, all? Because it's like he gets a tattoo to have sex. Do you know what I mean? No, it's like, but this is way different. He made though. bodily change for something that would please him. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, the, but a, the te- a permanent, <laughs> lifelong commitment for just a temporary yeah. uh, fix. high fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it made sense at the time. But thank God there isn't a name of somebody there that you didn't get to fuck. Because that would right. just be a horrible badge. That would suck. Of shame. No, that would be great, dude. That would be the best part of this podcast. I know. Just be honest. <laughs> well, the rest of them we this- did fuck, but I might have fucked before. Getting and then you were like, oh, I'm anal. And then... <laughs> Who's the most special, Paige? Um, Two Alexandras. Is that the same Alexandra? So, I was showing her... I gotta see this, you know. I was showing Is Alexandra. that Bobby Flay? No, that's his happy 26th birthday. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I got that on my 26th birthday. Uh, I was showing Alexandra how to tattoo. And so I did that by tattooing her name on me. And then she then tattooed her name on me. To practice? Yeah, so that's why I have it twice. <laughs> and she was a special lady, Alexander. No. Would you be able to pick her out of a lineup? Yeah, uh, we're actually, I mean, I haven't seen her in a while, but we stayed friends. I, I've tattooed her many times after that. We stayed, we stayed good friends, actually. She's a lovely person. And, oh. uh, I actually snuck my name into a tattoo I did on her. So I did this rose on her, and then she wanted this little tiny, like, quarter-sized rose. Yeah. And then I just tattooed R-O-I in, like, really tiny letters. I didn't tell her I was going to do it. And then she looked in the mirror, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and we had a good laugh. She didn't care? I, was, I mean, she, I already had her name yeah. on me twice, so I figured... Uh, this one is really cool, I think. Like, the inner workings of the arm. I like that. I like tattoos like that. Oh, wait, let me see. Move your... That one's fresh. I don't oh, even like cool, tattoos. Like the skin, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what tattoos? So I we're really gonna don't uh, just like? for the dopey nation. We'll take you know. We'll block your we'll eyes. Take some, we'll yeah, take we'll some take pictures some pictures for sure. Insta and stuff. I'm gonna show you a tattoo. And I'm gonna pull my pants down. Oh, you fag. <laughs> How about this one, dude? What do you think of that? It's pretty good, right? Melissa, she was a special lady. Yeah, right? and look at the spelling. Was it's, she five years old? It's spelled wrong. <laughs> <laughs> did you misspell it or did she? The tattoo artist did. So, and look, it's half uppercase, half lowercase. Was the tattoo artist five years old? Because it looks so. Like, how much did you like pay for this number? Looks, yeah. So there's a story behind it. So Melissa, I had gotten out of jail, and I was court-ordered when I got out of jail to go to rehab for a year. And they were sending me to this rehab in New Jersey from California. <laughs> And uh, and there's no contact for the whole year. You can't make a single phone call the entire time. Damn. Yeah. So I'm leaving, and the night before, she gets my name tattooed on her pussy, like Chris, like above her pussy. And yeah. I'm like, I was supposed to get something tattooed, and I like, I just didn't. And like, chicken down. I was like, oh, never mind. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> and she was 15 years older than me, like a sugar mama and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah. So I went to this re. I was court ordered there. If I like, I had a prison sentence hanging over my head, like head. You know what I mean? I did some jail time, and then this. It was jail and rehab to avoid going to prison. Right. And I ended up making hooch at the rehab, like like homemade alcohol, and I ran away, and there was a warrant for my arrest, and I made, she ended up, like, paying for me to come back to California. You know, she bought a plane ticket and right. stuff like that. And so I came back, and I always thought it was, like, once you have, like, a warrant, like, if you go to the, like, they just... You don't even get caught until you, like, fuck up. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I was, like, on the run for, like, a few months, but I, I, I made it back to California... And I was staying in a motel for a bit, and she had paid for a bunch of stuff. I forget, maybe she could watch her kid or something. But I was in a motel, and I was like, I should get a tattoo 
to like be grateful. You know what I mean? Because I, did, I didn't get one before right. I chickened out. So I was in a motel and there's a guy in the room next to me. I was hanging out with. He's like, I do tattoos when we were shit faced. And I was like, Hey, would you do like Melissa on my leg? So he tattooed Melissa misspelled on my leg, and it was just with a like he broke open a pen and used a pen. Uh. And then, dude, the next day, I wake up the next day, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, my life's so <laughs> shitty. And, dude, he comes to my room, and he's like, dude, you never paid me for the tattoo last <laughs> night. <laughs> like, how much would that cost? That tattoo? He should pay you he for breaking you yeah. so let, for letting it's you. It's the worst that. tattoo I've ever seen. Have you seen that one before? <coughs> I, no. Yeah. I would say no. I got it in a very special place. You could tell Melissa was very important. <laughs> right in the middle of your thigh. Yeah. And just do it here. Yeah. But um, that's that's horrible. Number one, but number two, it's like, how could the dude who did it think that he could give tattoos? It's like, and how did he think that he could come to you the next day and ask for money? <laughs> what was he looking for? That his name was I remember his name was Knockout. He was a big guy that was had a he shaved his head and had a strip, uh, just like a strip of uh, mohawk, like in the middle of his head. And I actually ended up hanging out with him. And I got picked up, like, two days later because he was speeding on the highway. And, dude, he was, like, saying he was, like, a UFC fighter and he'd been in and out of prison and all this stuff. Tattoo artist, yeah. UFC fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get pulled over by the cops, right? I swear to God, the waterworks just come on. He starts wailing like a baby, <laughs> fucking crying, right? And you know what ends up happening? I end up going to jail for a year and they let him go. They just were, like, he was just speeding. He wasn't even doing anything wrong. And they but you the, had the warrant. They found my license. In my, yeah, and then they... They're like, we finally got him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But luckily, I remember I had taken 12 Norcos, literally, like, 30 seconds before, like, the cops pulled us over. So it was the one time getting booked in jail. I was like, ah, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up. Yeah. Well, but that's where you got your OC tattoo. That was the time. I that that was the, the that was a real time for you. You learned the Swahili. And that was then how we met. So if you had it's been all related, pulled, it's all related. It's what all a, related. What a psychedelic. That is a great psychedelic idea. It's there it is. Totally. It's funny. What was, what was your? Um, if he hadn't been speeding. None of this would have been possible. Yeah, yeah Chris could have had an education. He might have a family, a career, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um. What What is your uh, your drug du jour back in the day? What was your thing? Uh, cocaine and whiskey. Uh, I also just smoked pot all day, every day, nonstop, constantly. And I never paid for it. I just tattooed all these weed dealers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, regular, just stoned. And so stoned, it just, I never knew when I was stoned. Sure. I would smoke so much weed and it would just be like, I don't feel any different. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, like, and then when I, you know, when I thought maybe I have a problem, it was like, maybe I have a problem with cocaine. But then the minute I had one or two drinks in me I was calling the cocaine dealer I was like I'm never going to do that again and it's a, t- cocaine's a bad idea and then just once you get one or two drinks yeah. in me it's a great idea it's like a brilliant idea well that's like, what I mean and every time you know I actually you know my sponsor always says this when you talk about it it's like you know I relapse and I usually start with booze I was a total alcoholic like morning drinker you know what I mean yeah but you know when you drink and he actually was saying this at a meeting last night which I totally resonates with me is you drink and you like think it's going to be the drinking experience like you had in high school like for that little blip maybe when you went out right. and it was fun and it's not at all and you're, you get the booze in you and the first thing is like you're like I'm going to get what I really want right you know what I mean right yeah yeah. Well, I mean for me it's like because I loved weed desperately like I loved weed 
And like, I can tell just by meeting you somehow. (laughs) And like, basically, like, fucking everybody I work with smokes weed, you know, up to their eyeballs, and and many people I know, and they're like, well, couldn't you just, you know, smoke weed once in a while, or couldn't you get away with it here and there? And it's like, there's no chance. The second I got stoned, all I could think about was how I could never not be stoned. Yeah. Like, if, if I smoked pot tonight, it would. It wouldn't be to get high tonight. It would be to get high forever. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I would need to get high tomorrow. Like, what's what's the use in getting high tonight if I'm not going to be high tomorrow? I love that saying where it's like, I'm going to only smoke pot or or drink on Saturday. And then you just, like, wake up one day and it's Sunday and you wish it was Saturday. Right. And then every day is Saturday. I feel like every time I've taken mushrooms... Like, my immediate thought is, like, how do I start growing mushrooms? Like, that is, like, consumes most of my hallucination, my trip, is, like, planning how I'm going to feel like this all the time. Like, this is this needs to be my normal experience of life. I need to replace my normal experience of life with being on mushrooms all the time. Would you say you were on mushrooms for a long period, for a lot of your life? Um, not... I mean, I would I've definitely take. I've probably taken mushrooms more than most people that I know. Dude, I ate. I swear to God, I'm not lying. I ate a whole ounce of mushrooms <laughs> by myself once, and uh, I was at a fish concert, and we had a quarter pound of mushrooms for like a shitload of people, right? right. And I bought it and stuff, and I ate the whole ounce. I actually have eaten an ounce of mushrooms a couple times, but I'm this not time, surprised at yeah, all. Yeah, I, 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 I've said this on Dopey before, but I'll repeat it. Um, I like you like brown out. I like kind of browned out. Like yeah. you know, what I mean? like I don't remember a lot of it. I remember I was like very fascinated with emotions, right? And yeah. all I wanted to do was observe people's emotional states change, and I tried to facilitate that. Yeah. So I would like talk to somebody, and I'd like be really funny and saying jokes, and then I'd instantly turn to being very intimidating. Change of emotion, and like all my friends were like the next day, they're like, dude, like. Nobody even wanted to look you in the eyes or talk to you last night, but we were so afraid to be more than like twenty feet away from you because we just thought like something really bad was gonna happen. <laughs> like it was the worst night ever. He's like, We were all tripping face and we were just concerned about you. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. Every time every time I would trip, I like tripping, you know, and I tripped a great deal, but like I would feel fucking used up. You know what mm. I mean? Like when at the at the end of the trip, oh, I was yeah. like, I would close the suitcase and be like, let's just not open the suitcase. Well, dude, because I would just feel wrung out. Like, yeah. like because it's well, just mushrooms. Like ran a course for me. Where I used to take it. They would take an hour to kick in. It would take six, it would make a six hour, seven hour trip, and then by the end, I'd eat mushrooms, and they would kick in in like twenty five minutes, and it would be a head trip for like an hour and a half two hours and then visuals for like an hour it like got like shorter they were like less effective or something yeah. over for me it would be sustained neuroses like which is my life and you're already yeah my life is sustained neuroses but if I tripped it would be like good times for like a few hours like the beginning coming on is the best part you know yeah. like things start to change right. and you notice different things but by hour four it's like oh no you know just plague with thoughts like on one of the erased, one of the erased dopies is one of my favorite stories. We like, we bought. Uh, there was a spot in the meadow where we would always buy acid from this like Mexican guy with long hair and look kind of like Carlos Santana, and we would buy um, sheets from him. And uh, I remember we were like young, twenty or something. And we'd be like, "Is this stuff gonna be good?" He'd be like, "Take four. 
I'll see you in a half an hour. Tell me what you think. Because we'd be like, we're going to buy sheets if it's good. Right. Dude, just give us four. We'd each take two. We'd be back in 20 minutes, like, sweating, ready to go. <laughs> it was the 4th of July. We had each taken two doses. Uh, and we had uh, sheets. We bought, like, three sheets to bring up to school or whatever. And we took two more. We get in the car to drive up. We're listening to Jimi Hendrix, Bold as Love, on the West Side Highway. It's like... You know, it's very yeah, yeah. monstrously yeah. psychedelic <laughs> yeah. experience. Good song, and it's booming epic, yeah. epic times, and it's the 4th of July. We get up to, uh, it's the 4th of July, so every road is backed up yeah. with crazy, crazy traffic, and we get to a gas station, and, uh, and that's when the acid really starts to hit me. And I'm like, let's get some orange juice. That'll really yeah, kick it in. Yeah. Somehow people would think that orange yeah. juice is would be I've heard that, but is that I've true? I've heard that. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. But you, you're a kid, and you're like, I bet you this will work. Yeah. I remember I fell out of the car, literally. I fell out of the car. And when my hand hit the asphalt, it was just like psychedelic. You know, Paisley's moving <laughs> organisms. Right. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And uh, we sat, and we bought the orange juice, and we had bought a new bong. Yeah. And we decided we were going to go smoke weed at the original Woodstock site. That was our big plan. We you went, drive it up? <laughs> huh? So you drove out to Woodstock? It was on the way to yeah. where we were going. We were going oh. to Ithaca, and it was oh, like, okay. by roads, and, you know, whatever. We wind up sitting in, um, and everything's good, and this is still just the first two hours, and yeah. everything's good, and we're smoking weed. We didn't have water, so we used orange juice in the bong, yeah. and we're smoking orange juice bong hits and yeah. Max Yasker's feel <laughs> and feeling very cool, and, like, cars would come over the horizon, and just like the lights would be so bright because it was so dark and I yeah. you know I grew up here and it would just be like bah. Yeah. but then everything shifted and the rest of the night all I could think about were that me and my friends were gay because we'd always pack each other bong hits and be like here's a big bong hit <laughs> <laughs> so the whole and night hitting, was like and you're hitting this fucking yeah this phallic thing yeah, you're and, dick, basically. and I'm like we're all gay this is fascinating <laughs> and I'd be like I wonder who's the most gay you know and that was and then four hours of just yeah. wondering who's the most gay in my group of friends <laughs> you oh know. that's good so tell us about some more of your tattoos what's your favorite do you have a favorite tattoo on you um I mean I really like uh the, the piece I've been getting on my stomach and chest is, uh, you know, I, I kind of saved the, my stomach and my torso for, like, the biggest pieces. Yeah. Um, I have a, a skull exploding uh, with, like, a nuclear Whoa. holocaust oh, wow. mushroom oh, cloud shit, the top, and, like, a city in the background. And nice. it just sort of represents my mind. <laughs> 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 How I feel and yeah. think and... Uh, yeah, um, I love the arm with the gears, and I like the drunk one. This, this, there's this. a bunch of drunk. There's this one says fired. I like I, this one. I a got lot. We, the. I think I. I think it was the only time I've been fired from a job, uh, basically because I wouldn't sleep with the owner, <laughs> man um, or woman. A woman. What was the story? Uh, she would always, she was in an open marriage apparently and I knew her husband and I knew their daughter and she would, uh, like the first thing she said when I walked in the shop, my friend had recommended, uh, me to, uh, to the owner and I came in for an interview and she turns to my friend and she's like, oh, you're right. He's really hot. And I was like, was uh, she attractive? I mean, she wasn't bad, you know, yeah. she was all right. Um, but 
she would always like try to get me. She would always ask me if I wanted to feel her breast implants. <laughs> nice. She's like, no, I got really good breast implants. I'm like, I'm sure you did, but you're my boss. Yeah. I just don't. I'm just not interested. You're in sober, that or are you using at the time? Oh, I was using at the time. Wow, this is fascinating. You're but like, I didn't want. I'm to sorry, <laughs> it's inappropriate. I don't want to touch your breast <laughs> implants. I was. I was already. Too many cocaine. I was already <laughs> had fucking 80 girlfriends at the time so it's not interested in sleeping with my boss and creating that and uh yeah and she she sort of propositioned me several times to see if I wanted to come over to her house and I just didn't you know I just wasn't looking for that and uh and then you know one day I like said something like I, I needed supplies and I asked her and she like gave me an attitude about it and then the next day she called me up and she was like uh you need to come in we need to talk and I came in and it was my day off and she was like yeah, the way you spoke to me yesterday was unacceptable. You you have to pack up your shit and get out. And I was like, what are you talking about? I, I just said we needed this supplies. She was like, it wasn't what you said. It was the way you said it. And I was like, all right, well, now you're just acting like a little girl <laughs> yeah. in a schoolyard who, like, has a crush on some boy. And, you know, I said this to her. I was yeah. like, you're just acting, like, ridiculous right what now. What was her response that? She she just stood her ground. and was yeah. just like, you have to get out of here. She's like, okay, you can either so fuck me right now or get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Do you think if you came on, if you, do you think if you said, all right, I'll feel your best implants, you could have stayed? <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> Let me get a little squeeze before <laughs> yeah. I go. I, I shouldn't even <laughs> ask. I should have just been like, honk, honk, and just, like, and then quit. Yeah, and then quit. Uh, everyone so then you I've ever worked for. After that, uh, yeah, I went home and my roommate. He had recently been fired from his job, and so we were wasted. And we we're like, "Let's tattoo." It's that's supposed to be fire. It looks like dog shit, but it's supposed to be fire. Oh. And then it just says "fired" under it. It looks like a half a Stussy. <laughs> I have I to, the fired the is about it's it's about on the level of the Melissa on my. Leg. No way, no. <laughs> it's the far Melissa, better. <laughs> the problem with the Melissa is it's like it's very it's pink. It's pink. It's, it's pink really and small. it's and it's amorphous. This is very profound yeah. because it's fire. But he, he wasn't a tattoo artist uh, either. So there was a dude I knew in rehab who was like a real like bottom of the barrel junkie. He would be great on this show. And he had this tattoo on his shin of like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, like all fucked up, like fired, like just fucked up. And I was, I just think fucked up tattoos are the coolest tattoos. I have so many. I, uh, I went, I, I mean, I remember going to see Lee Scratch Perry play in Williamsburg a couple years ago. He loves Lee Scratch Perry. And, uh, you know, we, it was with uh, the guys from the shop I worked at and we left and I was like, let's go back to the shop and fucking do tattoos. <laughs> and that was, this guy turned to me and he's like, he's like, you know, a lot of like the way your legs look makes a lot of sense now like after getting drunk with you and every single time uh, but so we went back and I was like just do whatever and it just says rubba dub let me see <laughs> oh yeah he's like I'm the rubba dub man it just says rubba dub in like weird that's funny dude I don't know like some terrible graffiti lettering this one is awesome the eye with the tongue and that the one Saturn. I did myself actually this as well. one is very cool I think yeah here you know what I have a problem with or what I what I when I see crazy like it's not like fired or even Melissa yeah. or even uh, I was sober when I did that one yeah I don't see crazy here I see crazy on like 
at least Sanskrit gratitude is one thing. When someone has a fucking quote like "We get better," or just like just like a chick with writing on her arm. The worst like, is like uh, everyone gets the fucking infinity symbol that yeah. says like courage and love or whatever. It's like or wrapped into an infinity symbol that's yeah. turning into a feather that's breaking apart into a flock of birds. Or that, there's the '90s like wraparound. Like the tribal wraparound, you're right. Home, yeah, had. yeah. Um, I, I know what I saw in jail once was a guy had two Bunsen burners and the instructions to make meth entirely tattooed <laughs> across his fucking body. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! And you that do it back. One of the best tattoos ever. But you do it backwards, so you look in the mirror and you can be like, "Okay, I had a pinch of this." He probably didn't get it done backwards, and then when he looked in the mirror, he's like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was forwards or backwards? I don't know, dude. I, th- I think I could read it, so would that be backwards? No, no that would be forwards. forwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be forwards. yeah, so it doesn't help him doesn't out at all. At all. He's so just giving like, away his he shit, just needs basically. He to take a selfie, and then he can figure it out. Yeah. But I don't think there were selfies well, then. Like, yeah. Pre-selfies. So he fucked up. This was like Nokia days. <laughs> <laughs> a backwards writing tattoo as a clue is always a great device. Because you have to like go someplace and then you can see it in the in the mirror and nobody right. else knows what it yeah. says. It's a good device. Dude, yeah. they, they had, I, I saw, believe in that. I, I saw a guy. This is actually pretty funny. He was really funny and he had like some Chinese writing on his leg. I'm like, what is that? You know, those like Chinese symbols. And then he's like, it's something original. And I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, it's something original. What is it? He's like, it means something original. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Jews? who, like, get Hebrew tattooed on them when it's clear that Jews can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery if I've they have that. a tattoo. I've, I've done that on some pretty somewhat devout Jewish uh, people. Do we have Hasids in there? Probably not, right? Yeah, we would get Hasids. Um, they'd be, like, late at night. They would be, like, really drunk and... Um, they'd be like, give me a circumcised dick coming into my asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have. I've tattooed Hasids. I mean, in Williamsburg, you know, you get yeah. some wasted Hasids. What, what, what do they get? Um, Mom? I remember, like, a little sun or something <laughs> on his leg. Like, it was, like, not. It was, like, in summer you couldn't see it. Um, a good one that I just remember was this guy, uh, this real wasted dude and his girlfriend. They were friends of the owners of the shop that I worked at. So normally I hate tattooing drunk people, but... Uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I want to get tattooed. And he was, like, all crazy. And this girl he was sleeping with, was they were both really fucking wild. And uh, she's like, oh, get lust on your on your ass. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to do lust on this, like, 50-year-old guy's ass. <laughs> and I, he pulls his pants down. He's like, put it right next to the handcuffs. He already had handcuffs tattooed on his ass. And I think she had made him get those at one point. Yeah. So we're like, I'm, I'm like, all right, fine. I'm, tat- I'm doing the lust. And then... <clears throat> and then she's like talking and, and she uses the word lust in a sentence and he's like oh that's what lust means yeah. I, I didn't even know what that meant oh okay yeah and I already was like halfway done with the tattoo and I'm like you don't even know what lust means and you're okay that's fair. I feel like I would interpret that differently, too. The handcuff and the ass would be like, what is it, like, your ass is mine or something, kind of? Is that the deal? I don't know what their relationship was. I thought it was deeper that he was bound by his lust. With oh, with the, that's what Maybe. I'm saying. Yeah. With, that's what I'm saying. But he doesn't know what lust means. He didn't so know what lust means. <laughs> he was just getting it. I like the voice. I think that's how he sounded. Yeah. Listen, 
We're at, we're, at, we're, at, we're very close to the end. We didn't talk about a current event. Okay, we got, well, for a few things. First of all, we'll see if Ryan has anything else to say. Before he says that, though, we want to say Dave and I are offering, if there's anybody in the oh, this is ve- this is very important, this so let's just take a moment, yeah. everybody. <sighs> okay, tell them. Okay, if there's anybody in the Dopey Nation who lives in the New York area, we'll say the tri-state area. You can or live if, anywhere. traveling to the New York area. Or if you're traveling. in Australia, yes. perhaps, and you want to catch a plane to Manhattan yeah. or Brooklyn. Exactly. And they... Queens, really, or New Jersey. Are willing to get the Dopey logo tattooed on their body. I'll say in any size. I don't even care. Any, any size, any place on the body. Yes, we will pay for it, and Ryan will do it. We'll give them 50 bucks cash if they put it on their forehead. Yeah, if it's on their forehead, we will pay you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, and then where do they go again? Repeat it again? Uh, well, I'll put can, it in the post. You can, yeah, you can search ryanroy.com. Okay. Uh, R-O-I is how you spell my last name. And, and that that's my website. has all my information. Uh, my studio is in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Okay. And you're yeah. cool. I mean, you're, you're definitely cool breaking the anonymity. We do something. Yeah, like I have no there. problem. You yeah. Know, like uh, half the people who come. Once again, something. if you didn't understand what we just said, if you want the dopey logo... Tattooed on your body for free, we will pay for it. Yeah. The only thing we need to do, though, is shoot a video of it so that we can use it as yeah. art. For, and for still, the-, the offer stands that even just mentioning Dopey, uh, if you come for a consultation or email me or get in contact, I will give you 20%. That's a good deal. That's a fine deal. I normally charge one fifty an hour, so whatever twenty percent of that. Whatever that's like five bucks or something. I'm joking. What is that? Thirty. Thirty bucks. It's like thirty bucks. That is Ryan. What a good deal. Thank you, Ryan. That's That's very very nice. Do we want to do the current event, or should we just be done with the fucking show? We we could just be done. You anything else you want to add? You're welcome to say anything. Um, don't get tattooed in Lower Manhattan unless. It is a very reputable shop because chances are your artist is on LSD, heroin. I mean, I've heard a story about a guy. Which is where we live. I heard about a, a tattoo live. artist that nodded out in the middle of this, doing this guy's tattoo. He nodded out, and the guy was pissed. And he picked up the guy's tattoo machine, stepped on the pedal, and ran it across his face. And the tattoo artist ended up with a line across his nose and onto his cheek. No way. Wait, yeah. the customer did it? The customer did it. Because the tattoo artist nodded out in the middle of doing his tattoo and the customer was pissed. Picked up his machine, hit the pedal, and just... And just lined oh, across shit. his face. This warning could be for the tattoo owner. Tattoo parlor owners, too. For surly customers. Right, well, like if a guy comes looking to get a job and he's got a big, weird line across his face, <laughs> chances are he's yeah. using heroin out of... Maybe he's clean today, you know? And Maybe he turned it into a mask. Imagine getting a mask, like a Robin mask, tattooed on your face. I, I know someone who's pretty much done that. I, I Yeah. Wait, have you done facial tattoos? Uh, yeah. I tattooed an iron cross on this black guy's forehead, yeah. like right in the middle between his eyebrows. Like Manson style, kind of? It was an iron cross. It wasn't a swastika, but still the iron cross is, you know, often affiliated with uh, white supremacists. Yeah, yeah. And the, the kid was like, he already had other tattoos on his face, so I, I didn't really feel bad. He already he was like trying to go for the Lil Wayne look or something. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, it, it means uh, good luck. 
And then You're my like, boss Oof. turned around and he's like, yeah, in Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? He, he was already getting it. Yeah. He's like, no, no, it means good luck. And yeah. I don't know. He already had like stupid stars and a bunch of fucking weird shit all over his face. Do you ever that. feel responsible in a situation like that? Like, like, let's say I show up and I'm like, give me a heart on my cheek. If you don't already have a bunch of... Like, like when I went and got tattooed on acid, if I didn't already have he tattoos all over, he, he wouldn't have done the tattoo. Have you ever had dissatisfied customers? Um, no, fortunately. I mean, knock on wood, but, uh, yeah. Uh, nowadays, you know, uh, I mean, getting sober, uh, tattooing was a big influence for me. Like, I want to get sober because I want to be an excellent tattoo artist, and I felt I was holding myself back. And nowadays, the most common response from people is that I exceeded their expectations. Oh. So, so RyanRoy.com. You know, that's a pleasure to, to be <laughs> awesome. able to <clears throat> that's know, awesome. give people something that they're really happy to wear for the rest of their life. And, uh, yeah. Is that a woman really as good as Devon, whatever her name is, in L.A.? You know Kat Von D. Yeah, I mean, she's... Is she just she's, famous? Uh, I mean, she's famous, and she's a talented artist, yeah. and, you know... Is there, like, one guy in New York who's supposed to be the best or something? Is it like that? There's people who charge <laughs> fucking out the ass for tattoos. What's the most expensive you've heard? Well, I I quoted a guy came to me wanted to get a sleeve done. And he was asking me how much it'd be, and it was a pretty detailed piece. And I told him it'd probably run in the in the around the four to five grand uh, area. Uh, and he said, "Well, that's a lot better than the quote I got because someone told him seventeen thousand dollars to get his whole sleeve done." Oh, wow. And I won't mention the shop that it was at, but yeah. it's a shop that's very notorious for charging a lot. Um, so just because someone charges a lot doesn't mean you get it, it. Look, if you're willing to pay that much, then you know you're you're. I don't know. I, I think it's pretty stupid. I, I think you know you can get. I know better artists than them that charge way less. Yeah, so I want to get go to someone who you like their work, and if they are reasonable, you know. What about how much would it cost me to get a tattoo of Dopey the Dwarf shooting, tying himself up, and shooting himself up? You'd have to come by for a yeah. consultation. And we, can, uh, we would pay for that too. You would pay for that too. If somebody, but they'd have to say Dopey on top. But if yeah. somebody wants to get a tattoo of Dopey of the Seven Dwarves tying themselves off and shooting themselves up, which is pretty cool too. You With know, the we, Dopey we, logo under it. Yeah, yeah the Dopey logo. Yeah. Yeah. We need yeah. some branding in it. Yeah, right. we'd, pay, we'd pay for that too. Yeah. Okay, totally. excellect. All right. All right, wrap it up. Did you have lining fun? up to get these tattoos? Did you enjoy <laughs> Did you enjoy being <laughs> on Well, time. this is going to be available in perpetuity, and our statistics have shown it's jumping up. So to the people that delve in the back catalog, if we ever get more popular, yeah, you'll be tattooing years from now, it's right? It's probably That's not right. going to be worth anything to you, but <laughs> yes. we really enjoyed having yeah, you. You guys promised me fame and riches. <laughs> Cash now, and prizes. Now you're saying like only like 50 people are going to hear this? <laughs> I would guess... 437 people will hear this. No, totally not. I, I I'd say it. 600. You think so? At I what point? Within four weeks. No way. Well, they're yes. not going to hear this because they're going to be so bored by now that yeah. they're not going to no, hear this. No, this is a good episode. This is a good episode. <laughs> it wasn't. It was one. It wasn't bad. We always say we always say every episode that this is the worst episode. Not this done, one. But we never said it this time. No. So let's just say this. I like saying it's the worst episode we've ever done because if somebody's listening to that particular episode, they're like, this the isn't time, that bad. They're like, it's not that bad. I should try <laughs> some other one. Yeah, that's, that, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Lower the expectations. Yeah, that's our, that's our thing. Yeah. That could be our motto. We, we actually lower. get emails that we have to stop being so self effacing. <laughs> they were like, if you didn't say how bad that episode was, I thought it was good. Yeah. Now that you've told me it was bad, I realize how much it sucked. <laughs> but um, if you have a, a thought, you can write us at Do- 
Podcast at gmail.com. Drop a review on iTunes. Or yeah, write a review. On Insta so we can get an actual following. Yes, please. Just Even if you don't like what we put up, can you just fucking like it? Who cares? Just make us feel better. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> I hate Instagram. Yes. Do you want to run our Instagram account for us? <laughs> he keeps stopping. He keeps getting people to run it who don't even care. Like someone will email us and have like a little bit of interest and they'll be like, hey, do you want to take over all of our operations for us? <laughs> Would you like to run our social media <laughs> branch? Yeah. So um, they usually say yes and just don't do anything. Dopey but we've had some people, you know, actually contribute pretty good. Yeah, lots of yeah. people. Yeah. Like who? Denise? Yeah. Ryan. Yes. And the other person who starts with an R, we can't. Yes. Yeah. God bless her. Sorry, that person. God bless her. Yeah. We've hurt some people in the process <laughs> yeah. of making our art. We got we <laughs> to crack some eggs yeah. and make an omelet, <laughs> yeah. you know? Exactly. We got a two-star review from, from one person because... Uh, God bless her. Yes. Sorry. We're very sorry. Yeah. It will never happen again. <laughs> yeah. It will never happen again. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thanks. Dopey Nation, stay strong. Say bye, Ryan. Bye. bye. Thank right. you. Toodles. You don't have to say toodles. I do. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had And I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this airplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive But I want to be good so bad Want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had